0: plushcare.com slash weight loss LMFM Sunday Sports your sport your station now let's turn our attention to soccer the curtain has come down on possibly the most eventful season in Dundalk's recent history a 4-2 win or defeat rather against Arsenal on Thursday came hot on the heels of Sunday's dramatic 4-2 win over Shamrock Rovers in the FAI Cup final throw in a managerial sacking hiring an unknown Italian a league campaign that just about ended in European qualification a host of players out of contract not to mention the Covid situation and it's safe to say uh, 2020 is here Dundalk fans won't forget in a hurry to assess where the club is now and joined by James of the Argos. Uh, James, there certainly have been more successful seasons in recent years for Dundalk, but it's hard to top this one in terms of drama.
1: Yeah, it's certainly got a makings of a good book and it probably, I suppose, when you go from, you know, through all the different elements that you spoke about there. And uh, yeah, I, like I think... Um, you probably hit the nail on the head. There probably has been more successful seasons, but yet I think if you had to say to a lot of people at the club that at the start of the year, you'd, you know, you'd qualify for the group stage of the Europa League and win an FAI Cup. In a strange way, they probably would have taken that. Um, certainly from a financial point of view, the qualification for the Europa League is massive. So, I mean, as topsy-turvy as this year was, in in a funny way, it's probably ending on a sort of good foot in terms of setting up for next year.
0: Yeah, I mentioned there the players that are out of contract, and we'll get to that in a moment. But let's reflect for a moment on a man who's just announced his retirement. Gary Rogers has achieved so much in his career. Top of the list, of course, must be being a popular Mead man in Louth, which isn't easily done. But talk to us about his remarkable career achievements and, and how you know he'll be remembered in the in the pantheon of Dundalk greats down the years. Yeah, like just...
1: Uh really, really incredible career. I mean, you're going back to October 2000. um, He made his League of Ireland debut for St. Francis over in the showgrounds. And and I suppose, ironically, that was his first league game. And ironically, his last league game also came against Sligo Rovers a couple of weeks ago. Um, I suppose to to play that length of time at at any level is just incredible. And to go, you know, to even up to recently playing Europa League football and, and playing for, you know, one of the best teams in the country at 39 years of age is you know simply outstanding like I mean we had a funny situation on last Thursday for the Arsenal game where Shane Keegan was on the sideline it was his 39th birthday and he was three months the junior of, of Gary the guy in goals so um yeah just just really incredible I mean he won it all I mean I'm struggling to to find a goalkeeper in the history of the league who's won more than him Um so you know his honours are there for all to see but also the way he sort of kind of reinvented himself at times as well Um like he finishes his career as the League of Ireland player, has played the most in Europe, 54 appearances. He hadn't actually played a European match at all until he was 29. So, you know, by most, you know, I know goalkeepers are a little different, but at that stage of their career, people are nearly on the wind down, you know, in ter- certainly in terms of if Europe is your ambition. mm so to achieve all he did, and I, I suppose the game has changed as well, you know, when you take into things like the, the pass-pack rule and, uh, you know, I think keepers are probably much more now expected to play the ball a bit more with their feet, etc. You know, to, to do that and, and to stay at a very high level right until the end um, is incredible. I think the, the tributes that you know, across the board, not just from the Dock supporters, but from other clubs he was at, from rival fans, people throughout the league, you know, Irish internationals, etc. It shows the esteem he was held at.
0: Yeah, of course, and had a, had a stint with uh, Drogheda, of course, as well. He'd be fond of you remembered there. But, you know, you talked about his, his legacy there, but I remember, like, not that long ago, maybe two or three years ago, where it was... You know his his kind of future as, as the number one were, were being called into question. And we know he had a bit of a battle with Aaron McCary at different points this season. But there was a time a few years ago where his, his form had dipped, he would lost his place, and you kind of wondered if he was if he was going to call it a day then. But what a way to bounce back! And it's just it's just great to see somebody who's had such a great career going out on their own terms and and, and on a high as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look.
1: Uh, that 2016 campaign I think is the one you, you, you're you referring to where he probably made a bit of a mistake for the goal over an Alkmaar in the first Europa League game where he punched one of their players in the head coming for a ball that he Look in hindsight, he probably didn't need to come for. But a lot of a lot of people would have realised at the time he actually broke a bone in his hand doing that, and that sort of contributed to, I suppose, some of the issues he had at the time. And I even remember the Dundalk team getting delayed leaving Israel, uh, which was the final yeah. match that year in that December. And Gary had to fly on his own via Switzerland to get back because he had an operation the next day on the hand in order to so he'd make it back. Uh, for the first match of 2017 effectively so I think that obviously you know to play through that was I suppose the you know the essence of the man I, you see a lot of footballers now if there's any sort of knock at all they they won't take the, the hard uh, task I suppose of playing on through it and I think you know the mental fortitude he showed at times because you know the, like a goalkeeper makes a mistake and it invariably leads to a goal. And, and look, any keeper that plays, I think it was 752 matches I counted, is going to have a mistake at sometimes. But he, he never let it sort of dwell on him. he bounced bounce back every time. And I mean, that's a credit to him. Um, and I think one thing that you might forget, and listen, I'm probably looking at every Dundalk match as opposed to maybe fans who might just see home matches or the other way match mm-hmm. he made some vital saves as well I mean you look back to the European campaign in 2016 everyone remembers the, the 3-0 win over Bate Borisov and Tala but only for him in the first leg you know Dundalk wouldn't have been in the tie at all and you know you, you think back to this year even and qualifying for Europe again you know the penalty saves in, in in Moldova against Sheriff you know he definitely made his presence felt and I, I do think he'll go down as one of the all-time great Greats, not just of Dundalk, but probably one of the all-time great League of Ireland goalkeepers. Full stop.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hardly disagree with that. Um, we'll talk about the contract situation in a moment with the other players. But where do you see the replacement for Gary Rogers coming? Presumably, they're going to look for somebody to come straight into the starting lineup. Maybe Aaron McCarry is the, is the man they have in mind. I'm not sure. But do you expect them to go into the market? And and if they do, is there a, a really strong contender within the League of Ireland, or do you see them going abroad for a number one? I
1: mean, I don't think so. I mean, I mean the. the prior to Gary hanging up the, the gloves, I suppose there was a, probably a debate of you know whether the Doc needed a keeper or not. And, and I'd argue... Um, you know, who in the league is necessarily better. I mean, you can go through and people will have different ideas, but of, of the main contenders, if you, like Alan Manis is probably not a realistic contender playing for Shamrock Rovers. Uh, you have the likes of maybe Brendan Clark has just signed for Shelburne. Ed McGinty's just signed a new two-year deal at Sligo Rovers. Uh, James Talbot's just signed a new do, deal at Bowes. So if you look at some of the main contenders within the league and whether they're good enough or not, it's a separate argument. They're just not available. So I think this is going to be a real challenge for you know Filippo Giovinoli going forward and I think they may have to go outside the league because certainly it's a big ask you know there's going to be big boots to fill maybe Aaron McCarry is that man um, I think by his own admission he would have been looking at the, the exit door but maybe Gary's plans maybe change his I think he's probably been a bit unlucky in that you know a few times when he did get a run he probably didn't perform to the best of his abilities but I always felt he was almost trying too hard where he, you know he felt like he had to impress yeah. when he got a run um and I think he'll, he 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 may be Certainly in the running, um, depending on what his ambitions are, but I do think either way, it's a bit, it, they do need to sign a goalkeeper of some magnitude and uh, f- I suppose identifying that's going to be one of the most more difficult tasks.
0: And mm. uh, just very, very uh, quickly then on the contract situation. I mean, the last time we spoke to you and, and throughout the season, this has been hanging over the club that there's so many players are out of contract. Where are we at now in terms of the, has anyone re-signed? Uh, do you expect anyone to go? Certainly like there was talk of Sean Gannon possibly uh, and John Mountley maybe going to Pat's. Is there any kind of stories around that now at the minute or do you expect that most of the high-profile guys will stay?
1: Uh, obviously, look, it's a pity it has gone on this long, but I, I do think that there has been some progress made. Um, I think Jim Magilton obviously starts officially tomorrow as the new club sporting director. I know he has spoken to players already and uh, will obviously step that up certainly this week. And I think his plan is at some point in the next week or so to do a sort of an, unvi- an unveiling which would, you know, I suppose it'll involve himself, obviously, um, but also a new new club sponsor, new away jersey, and I think his plan at, is to include maybe six or seven re-signings as, as part of that. So I think in in the past maybe you'd drip feed, maybe one or two here and there. I think you'll you'll get you'll come to an occasion next week where maybe there's six or seven players announced in one block as staying at the club, and I think. Look, there will be players to leave, obviously, but I think most of the main, uh, I suppose, ones, I, I, I'd fancy them to stay, just the ones that the fans really want. The likes of your Sean Gannon, the likes of your Michael Duffy and, and, and that sort of player.
0: And we talked about the goalkeeping situation, obviously, but where else in the squad do you do you think that they need to the strengthen? I mean, a kind of a recurring theme over the years has been the, the you know discussion around maybe getting a striker in with a bit of pace. We know Nathan Adua maybe covers that to an extent. Uh, David McMillan and Pat Hoobin maybe not so much. But where do you think that they, they need to the strengthen if they're going to reclaim the league title, first of all, and then have a, a decent run in Europe? I think everyone's looking for a striker,
1: obviously, um, and certainly a striker with a bit of pace. Uh, having said that, Dundalk are probably not in a bad position with, with the players you mentioned in that, like, you know, this was supposedly a bad season, but between the McMillan and Patrick Huben scored 22 goals, you know, in a shortened season, which is a decent return from from that one number nine position. I think Dundalk have badly needed strength in, in centre midfield for a while. Um, They've probably missed that sort of number eight, that sort of player that can, again, you know, unlock a defence because I think that's where the problem has been at times this season where the the teams I suppose are expected to beat that set up with a block against them they've struggled to break it down I, I think that's something they badly need again it's one thing identifying it, it's another thing finding the player to, to do that. Um but I, I definitely think a central midfielder is badly, badly needed.
0: Just very finally in the in the minute or so that we have left, um news broke during the week that Fifes, as you touched on there, have finally departed as a closed main sponsor. That wasn't entirely unexpected, I'm sure, because there were talk about was talk about that happening in previous seasons. What kind of a financial hole do you know is that leave and how easy will it be for Peak Six to find a replacement sponsor? Well, I'm led to
1: believe there is a, a replacement sponsor lined up, Bet Regal. Um, again, the details of that would be announced during the week. But from what I'm led to believe, it's actually a, a better financial deal from the club. Um, but Fife were an amazing sponsor. I think I, I said it myself during the week. They, they done more than just sign a check. You know, they they were involved in kids' camps. They were involved in you know, the, so many different things. There was motivational videos they done over the years and stuff like that. So, you know, they'll be fondly remembered, I suppose, with this year of success. But hopefully. It, doesn't end here, and Bet Regal will be uh, unveiled this week. and I suppose we'll we learn more about it then, but I wouldn't be too worried about it from a financial sense. I think that's not a, a massive issue.
0: Okay, well, we keep a close eye on that one. James Rogers, thanks so much for taking the call. Brilliant, thank you. LMFM Sunday Sport, your sport, your station. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,